This podcast is brought to you by Zeno Mueller, three-time Olympian and gold medalist. The summer is upon us, so imagine a 20-second 2K PR by the fall. Elite rowing coach of Zeno Mueller is a competitive advantage. The ERG score is the SAT of rowing. So find out what Zeno Mueller can do for you. Make sure to use coupon 4STARS, F-O-R-S-T-A-R-S, for $100 off on any program he has on his website. Zeno is an Olympian and graduate from Brown University, coached by Steve Gladstone. We'll get you right, get your 2K down, and you'll be a better athlete after his training. So make sure you tune in with Zeno and get some coaching at EliteRowingCoach.com. Well, if you're great every day, that means what you think is great is actually your average, by definition. If that's where you are every single day, that's what your average is. You know, what you do most of the time is your average. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Four Stars Podcast. Today, we do have head coach of Rutgers Women's Rowing, Justin Price. He is an amazing person. I've talked to him several times, and I've had a lot of his athletes on the show. I sponsor one of his athletes, Lauren O'Connor, and this is going to be great. So, Coach, how are you doing today in New Brunswick? How's everything going with you? Doing great. Thanks for having me on, Hudson. Excited to chat with you, and uh, you know we're having a great time. It's our second day of the semester, second day of school here today so uh it's fun a lot of good energy on campus and it's awesome to have the team back all of our newcomers here and uh just getting started but it's good great vibe on campus right now that's amazing my first question i should really say about the whole entire conference realignment with the big 10 as you can see in your backboard uh you know we have uw ucla and usc pretty big time west coast you know teams how is this looking for Rutgers when it comes to uh, the Big Ten Conference Championship. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, we're we're, we're super excited. Obviously, you know, we're focused on uh, we're focused on us. We're focused on Rutgers. That's what we really concern ourselves with. But we love being in the Big Ten. It's awesome. There's no better place to be. Uh, I've just been so impressed from the moment I got to Rutgers um, with the conference, with everything that the Big Ten does. They do it at a first class level, and with what's happening with some of this conference realignment, you see the Big Ten doing it. Uh, they're really pro and and they're at the forefront of it. And so to to have schools like that, USC, UCLA, University of Washington, and and obviously not in our sport, but University of Oregon and some of the other sports, that's that's just fantastic in terms of the branding and what it's going to bring across our whole athletic department. So we couldn't be more excited. And it's going to be great to go from eight teams in rowing and that sponsor rowing uh, at our championship to having 11 uh, when the new schools come in in 2024. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. So we couldn't be more excited. I don't know exactly what it's going to bring, uh, what it's going to look like, um, but we'll be ready and uh, we'll make sure we, we're, we're prepared at Rutgers for whatever comes. That's amazing. So there is obviously a lot of things that involve a rowing team, you know, the team culture, uh, people who you recruit kind of will break it down. I, I love to know how you actually go about recruiting. You know, you were at UCLA for over six years, you're at LMU for a year now you're at Rutgers, uh, and then your entire journey with being, was it a graduate assistant at Notre Dame uh, while you're at law school? Helped out, helped out with the men's team when I was in graduate school there. And how was that before we get into, uh, you know, varsity funded sports? Being a club sport like Notre Dame, it's good after a team. What was that like for you to coach that squad? 
Yeah, well, it was it was great. I mean, I started in in on a club team at UCLA when I was in college, when I was in school. So I was sort of brought up in the sport, um, in a club sport world, you know. And so then when I went to law school, when I graduated from undergrad, I, I wanted to stay involved with the sport and reached out to the, to the men's team there. And I started to get involved a little bit uh, when I started grad school. And um, by the by the middle of my first year, I was coaching the, the novice men, and uh, it was just a blast. Had a great time and able to have some success in, in 2008, won the, the novice eight um, and the, uh, the the novice four at the um, lightweight four at the uh, Akron national championships, which was fun. That was the first year they did that. So uh, it was fun to have some success with some great people on that team. And uh, yeah, so I, I, that was all I knew at that point was sort of the club side of things. And then um, when I finished up uh, with law school at Notre Dame, I graduated and wanted to stay in coaching. It was just, uh, it was just a lot of fun and, uh, I was lucky enough to get an opportunity to go to go back to my alma mater at UCLA and uh, get to coach there. Um, and, you know, that's sort of um, how I went from the, the club world into the, uh, you know, varsity NCAA world, which has been awesome. You know, we talk about, you know, the Go Bruins forks up culture at UCLA. You were there. You're an athlete there. You're a student there. Then you were a coach there. So you're still saying, you know, forks up. Then you said go Lions for a year. And then you go saying, you know, go Scarlet Knights. So, I mean, all this different, you know, teams that you've been a part of, you were, you know, saying Fighting Irish at Notre Dame. Yeah, every single experience that I've had, everywhere that I've been, everybody I've been able to work with, whether um, it's as an athlete, uh, those that coached me, those that my teammates, um, as a coach, the coaches that I worked alongside, got to coach with, um, and all of the athletes that I've had the opportunity as a coach to work with everywhere that I've been, um, they've all contributed to my experience. And there's not one that uh, is any more impactful than any of the others. I just feel incredibly lucky and I've just been around a lot of great people and had a, have had a lot of great opportunities. Um, and it's been awesome. And, and I'm always evolving and, and always learning and growing. And so uh, everywhere that I've been before um, has really informed where, where I am now and, and where we're going. And um, yeah, just, just feel like I'm pretty lucky. That's fantastic. You know, I saw that video that you guys just made and posted on your social media account of all the girls in the erg room. I mean, what is that like to be having all these athletes just going ham in the erg room? I mean, as a coach, you must be so excited for the season to come up this year. Yeah, it's electric. I mean, that's what that's what it's all about. It's about the energy. It's about the enthusiasm in the room, you know, and, uh, you know, we talk about it within the program. We talk about it in recruiting. Um, you know, we're, we're, we don't want to be selling anything, but we want when people come to visit us, what does it feel like? What does it feel like? What does it look like when you're at, at a training session, both when you're on the team or if you're a recruit that's looking, um, you know, trying to figure out if Rutgers is the right fit? Um it's that intangible quality of, of, of what does it feel like? What does it mean to be part of our program? And it's awesome. It's awesome to be in the room uh, with our team, uh, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy, and uh, we're just trying to keep building momentum and grow as much of it as we can. I love it. That's fantastic. You know, we talk about uh, momentum, like you just mentioned, uh, but a lot of athletes on the Eric red line a lot. And it, and it, and it comes to a discussion because you're almost like, how can I improve each and every day? You know, some coaches say to treat every day like it's NCAAs. So how do you as a coach try to implement, you know, really positive outlook before you guys go all go on the ergs and then, um, you know, during this during the session and whatnot and then afterwards? Yeah, well, I, I would say, you know, I, I don't know that we're really uh, redlining it uh, all of the time. I think that we certainly need to be really smart with how we train. We try to um, make sure that um, 
we're, we're paying attention to what we need to be doing on any given day in any given workout. Um, and we definitely don't want to treat every single day like it's the Olympic Games, you know, um, like today was a regular Wednesday you know, at, uh, at Rutgers, our second day of school, uh, we had a really productive workout this morning. Um, in a lot of ways, it was nothing special. Um, but our athletes know that it's a lot of what may not seem like it's that special. It's actually pretty ordinary as you're going through it on a daily basis. Um, but doing it with consistency adds up to a lot and makes all the difference in the world. So that's really, um, in terms of our culture and how we, you know, do what we do, um, uh, around here. Um, you know, as we just, uh, we say it all the time, but we're ordinary people, but we're trying to accomplish extraordinary things, you know, and so what that feels like and looks like for the, the people that, that are doing it on a daily basis might seem very ordinary, but we know um, that if we do the right thing, have the right mentality, have the right attitude, uh, we can really achieve a lot. So I, I don't really want our athletes coming in feeling like they need to hit a home run or feeling like they need to hit a hit a grand slam, so to speak, when it comes to training, like, we, like we're just regular people, you know, we're never trying to be perfect. I never want anybody trying to to feel like they need to do anything extraordinary because when you try to, uh, to do things at an extraordinary level, you, you know, and you, and you actually perform above average, you might feel like that was a failure if you're aiming for extraordinary. And, um, you know, one of the things I, I talk about with our athletes all the time, I want to make sure they understand statistics. And that is like, if you try to be great every day, like that's not statistically possible. If you're great every day, that means, what you think is great is actually your average by definition. If that's where you are every single day, that's what your average is. You know, what you do most of the time is your average. And so for us, I think our athletes are really mature and have a really good understanding of what that means and what that looks like. And so average days are really, really valuable, uh, especially if we string them together um, and stack them up with a lot of consistency over time. It's not like we need to have some amazing workout. Um, on a Tuesday. And that's how we get really good to where we want to be in terms of improving and accomplishing our goals. It's the totality and it's the body of work uh, of every day that adds up. Wow. You, you can, you can, I mean, motivational speaking might be in the cards coach. I'm not even going to lie to you. Uh, so I would, I would, I would go for that route maybe if you want, but uh, as a hobby, but uh, you know, you mentioned some great models there. And I think that, you know, every rowing coach has their own little motto or little analogy. What is your favorite analogy that, that you like to uh, tell your athletes uh, all the time? Oh, there's, there's too many. If you ask them, they'll, <laughs> I'm sure they have some favorites that, uh, that they might find uh, um, pretty funny, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we just try to find different ways to really convey things and, and teach things and um, really connect with our athletes in different ways so that they have, uh, I'm, I'm interested and concerned with how we're thinking about things. How do we engage in what we're doing? Um, and so as coaches, like for our staff, uh, as teachers, we want to really, you know, be, we're just teaching, you know, we're, we're taking, like I said, ordinary people, which we all are uh, on our program, but through what we're teaching, through the lens that we evaluate, look at things, um, even in terms of how we evaluate our own success. Like, what does it mean for us to be successful on a Wednesday in the beginning of September? Like, we want to be really clear about what that looks like within our program at Rutgers, what our rubric for success is, what how we're evaluating it. We're not really concerned with what somebody else on the outside might uh deemed successful or not successful. We're really concerned with what we're looking at. And so in terms of different analogies or different things that we're teaching, my goal is to just really help um, convey the, the concepts and the understanding and help give all of our athletes um, a really helpful way of thinking about what they're doing so that they can be successful and productive in doing everything that they do, but also to give them ways to evaluate their success um, so that they can make sure that they are improving 
and moving in the right direction with everything that they do. That's fantastic. A lot of rowing coaches do talk about after they finish drag program, you know, how do you as a coach aim to make them uh, excited or at least uh, ready for the next uh, part of their life, which is, you know, post-grad. So, you know, as a rowing coach, you know, you experienced that firsthand. Uh, You know what it was like to be a student athlete at university and then, you know, go on and you had the privilege of coaching. But what what do you try to aim for, uh, at least get your athletes prepared for uh, post uh, post Rutgers? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that, you know, first of all, what we're doing, you know, the the method that we use to teach um, the the life lessons and and learn skills is is rowing, but it's really transferable. So it's it's um, it's not all about just making boats go fast at the Big Ten Championship every year, or it's not just about um, what you do as an athlete over the course of your four years. I really want uh, everything we do in our program to be transferable over to everything that our, our student athletes are doing on a daily basis while they're here at Rutgers, uh, but more importantly, what they're going to do for the rest of their life. And I want to make sure that we're really trying to evaluate success for our team, not just on how our team performs at the NCAA Championships or at the Big Ten Championship, um, but I want to be interested in how are our student athletes 20 years down the line after they graduate from Rutgers. If I was to talk to uh, their boss or, uh, you know, um, people in, in their network, um, we just really want to, want to create the right kind of people with the right mentality that bring value to their organizations, that bring value to their personal relationships, um, that know how to work hard, that know how to produce great results and that know how to make them, those around them better and um, people that uh, everybody enjoys being around that kind of thing. So we're trying to uh, reinforce those, teach those concepts while our students are here. Um, and we want them to bring a level of ambition and enthusiasm to everything that they do. So when they graduate, it's just an extension of like, hey, I'm ready for whatever's next, whether they're going to graduate school or they're getting a job and starting their career. Um, we, we want them to feel like they're very well prepared in terms of the mentality and the mindset that will help them be successful. Now, in terms of success, I do have a couple of questions in that in that realm, and we'll branch into other topics. But the first thing is, is you know, success was probably was most likely. I'm not going to say it was. I don't know if it was or not, but I'm guessing that success for the Rutgers team was in your mind when you took that job uh, as the head coach. Uh, and so, I'm curious to know. One of your athletes even asked, you know, what was it like when you first came to this program? You know, seeing where it was at prior to your arrival, and then. What type of goals and things that did you want to really hammer out for at least, you know, the start of the uh, the season that you were going to be starting off as your first, uh, you know, year? Yeah, good question. So, yeah, when I when I started here, I mean, first, you know, when I when I spoke to our athletic director um, and our sort of senior leadership um, back in the uh, the summer of 2017, uh, before I started and before I took this job, I was just really impressed with the leadership uh, from the from the top of our athletic department and Pat Hobbs, who's our athletic director, uh, all the way down um, to our senior associate athletic director, Kate Hickey, who helps uh, oversee our program. And uh, it was very clear to me that, the, that they wanted to produce a successful rowing program. And then to me, it was also very clear that that. Uh, Rutgers had everything it needed uh, to be really, really successful um, with the right leadership. You know, so I, I was really excited to to uh, help serve in this role and and to be able to make a difference when I first started. Um, and I didn't know I didn't obviously know any of the athletes when I started, um, but it was really fun to to come in and um, they maybe the athletes and when I started in the summer or fall of 2017, they hadn't really had uh, sort of the success they may have hoped for when it came to the competitive uh, landscape within the Big Ten and nationally. Um, it was really fun to help some of them have a completely different experience uh, for their last couple of years in the program. Um, 
and give them a new sort of vigor and enthusiasm and appreciation for what, you know, and to get, to get them in 2019 um, to the NCAA championships and um, really be able to compete with the best teams in the country, I think was really rewarding um, for myself, certainly as a coach, but for the athletes in the program. So, yeah, when I came to Rutgers, I, I felt very strongly that, um, you know, as long as we have the right people here um, and we do the right stuff every single day, we can be com competitive with any team in the country. And so I think we've shown that. Um, and then we're just trying to continue to build on that so we can keep getting better. That's fantastic. Uh, there is another question from one of your athletes. I'm getting the Q&A stuff out of the way and then we'll branch in my own personal questions, uh, which these questions are actually awesome. And I can't believe I didn't think of them beforehand. But uh, one of your athletes, again, uh, asked, do you think that there is a culture difference between East and West Coast rowing? And you've been on both fronts. So I'm just curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, um, is you know, there's definitely some differences uh, for sure. I don't know if I would, you know, sort of describe it as a cultural difference, but I think the thing that's great and the thing that I love about being out here is the geography, to be honest. I love how close everything is, um, you know, where we are at Rutgers, 45 minutes from New York City and uh, an hour and 15 minutes from Philadelphia, the number of Division One teams that we have so close. I mean, I think that's a big difference from, from being out in California. There's not a lot of teams uh, within close proximity that you can just within, like within a two hour radius uh, of our campus here, um, you know, from Connecticut down to, to, to Philadelphia uh, and Pennsylvania, all of New Jersey, New York, uh, the number of Division One teams within two hours of campus and the number of great bodies of water here uh, with Lake Mercer and uh, the Cooper River, um, you know, two of the, the great courses around the country that are right here. So I think that's really the biggest thing that stands out about being on the East Coast is just how closely um, uh, everything's situated relative to each other and, and how many great universities even uh, are in this area of the Northeast uh, in the United States. So I think that's really the, the biggest thing. Obviously, the climate's quite a bit different, um, you know, and so really enjoy that is a, is a big difference having come from California to be able to get four seasons and uh, experience, uh, you know, all four of them and um, be able to have, you know, all different weather throughout the year. Um, definitely, I'd say, were the biggest differences between East Coast and West Coast. I'm telling you, I mean, the East Coast, I mean, the athletes that I meet and the coaches from the East Coast that are based there, they've lived there their whole lives. I'm, I don't know if you've seen a culture change, but I definitely see one. I mean, the athletes are just so different. And I'm not going to lie, the East Coast, in my books, they got some cool people. I'm not going to lie. Uh, so I guess got to throw that in there. But uh, there is, you know, the fall season now, it's 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 here. I was about to say it's approaching. It's already here. It's, you know, it's crazy. Uh, what is your favorite fall season workout that you do with your team? Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, for us, uh, we, while we obviously as we go through the year, we just try to think of it as a continuum and we're just building, obviously, uh, toward our championship season in May. And so we, we try as much as possible not to um, think about the, the fall is too much different um, than the rest of the year. And so we're just trying to build momentum throughout. But uh, yeah, let's see. What are some some good workouts? I mean, I, you know, uh, I love being on the water, just, uh, you know, rowing rowing 16 to 20 K getting some, getting some good mileage in on a beautiful morning here on the Raritan river. Uh, there's nothing that, that beats just getting out and rowing, uh, getting some, some good strokes in, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's hard. There's, there's so many good ones and, uh, you know, I feel like you give us a workout, we'll figure out how to make it great. You know, that's fantastic. I think rowing is, I, I I'm kind of biased to it, but I think it's the best sport in the world. Uh, you know, I grew up playing all these different sports, but when I started this sport, I knew that this sport was going to be a part of my life forever. 
Uh, and it's just so it's just so special. And I just wanted to know at any moment in your career that you've had any memory that kind of stands out to you that will, you'll always remember. There's a lot. Yeah, there's certainly there's certainly a, there's certainly a lot of a lot of memories that stand out throughout my career. And um, I really the, the people I mean, I think that's what really sticks out to me is, um, you know, there's moments and there's sort of stories and different things that stand out. Um, but more than anything is the, the people on each of the teams. And I think that that's what's that's special as a coach, um, you know, even within our program here at Rutgers. Um, you know, we, we talk about this quite a lot. We talked about it earlier this week at our first team meeting. But, um, you know, we, we want to have a strong program, but a strong program is made up of individual teams you know and so to me when I think back on uh, so many great memories it's about different teams it's about different people um, and every year is different every every year brings great memories great experiences um, with different people so the, the, there's there's too many there's so many of them but I think that going to the NCAA championships for the first time uh, with this program in, in 2019 was pretty special um, for those athletes that had never been before um, and in sort of two years prior um, and maybe it thought that was pretty far off um, and then to see them finish 11th uh, as a team and varsity finish 10th in, in our second year um, I think that was a pretty special memory that stands out the trend just keeps going up and up there's no slippery slopes that I've heard uh, and so I think that's fantastic in a program to have those, you know, trends that are growing upwards, because, I mean, we talk about in college admissions, you know, they always love to see your grades go up, the, the trend going up. And so that brings me to my next question about recruiting. Uh, recruiting, I know from Will Porter at Yale, he told me, he's like, this is very important in our staff is making sure we recruit the right way. And so every program has their own way of going about things. Every admissions at their school is different. So I'm curious to know, you've been at, at several schools. How does Rutgers at least look at their student athletes, uh, their seniors in high school? And even we got some questions here about people that are moving schools, coming to your school after they've been at a university for some time. What is that like? to get everything going and how do you uh, establish yourself as the head coach there? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, re recruiting is certainly important. I mean, again, we're just made up of the people on our team, you know, so everything is uh, that the drives our success and, and what we do is based on the people. So um, in terms of, the recruiting process, making sure we identify and build the relationships with the right people um, and find the right people who are attracted to what we're doing within our program and to, to make sure that it's the right fit um, and that people are going to help make our team better. You know, we want to help make sure everybody in our program gets made better by being part of our program. But we also want to make sure that the people that come into our program help make us better because they're here. And, and take a lot of pride in that. So uh, it's certainly fun. We, we certainly love recruiting um, on our staff and uh, being able to connect with people um, and share what we do. I mean, I think that obviously you, you want to identify talented athletes that have the ability to, to um, make the boat go fast. But more than anything for us is, is people that love to train. I think our, our training culture is something that's very important, uh, how we engage with the sport, how we think about ourselves as athletes within the team. I think that's one of the things, the most important thing uh, that we're looking for in the recruiting process when we talk about the right kind of people. And I think oftentimes in recruiting in all sports, probably uh, people can get uh, obviously uh, pretty enamored with uh, some of the statistics, height and ERC score and all of these things, which are obviously important, you know, and we're certainly looking for certain athletic ability, athletic characteristics and athletic accomplishments um, before they get to Rutgers and, um, you know, that, that, that's obviously the first thing that we're looking for, but um, we're not going to, you know, just take somebody that may have incredible erg score or whatever, whatever sort of measurable there might be um, 
if they have a bad attitude, you know, or they don't like training hard or whatever it is. And um, somebody might think that, that, you know, there's not people out there that have bad attitudes that, um, that are good at their sport, but there's plenty of them where people that don't like to train hard, but, but talent is, uh, you know, pretty amazing sometimes. And so um, for us, we want people um, that it's not necessarily about how talented they are. That that's not that's not so much what we're looking for. It's what kind of mentality do they have, um, and do they have the ability to work hard for a long period of time toward a long term goal? If they're sort of wired more for immediate gratification, they may not be the the best fit because I don't you know I I just don't know as a coach how to help somebody get really fast by snapping my fingers and uh, making them fast in one workout or one week, um, you know. But I do feel like uh, I know how to help create a framework to teach people how to be successful if they're willing to put in a long period of time and enjoy the process of improving. So that's, that's one of the biggest characteristics that we're really looking for is people that have that sort of mature mindset and ability to work hard for a long period of time with a sense of delayed gratification. Um, and, but also just love the process of trying to get better of challenging themselves, people that sort of want to test themselves, that want to challenge themselves, that, that enjoy doing that on a daily basis, that enjoy sweating, that enjoy being fit. Um, those are the fun people we love being around. And, uh, that's how we try to build our team through the recruiting process. I'd like to sign on your team right now if I can, Coach. I'm not going to lie. It sounds fantastic. No, I mean, this is this is obviously evident to why you get the certain outlets that you do. Uh, but anyways, going point after this, uh, you mentioned about immediate gratification that really uh, stood home, not just for me, but I feel like it, it kind of caught me off guard in a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Because you think about gratification and rowing, it's very, you know, you hop on the erg, you do a piece, you know, you do well or you don't do as well. You know, you have, you set goals for yourself. Uh in your in your career in, in coaching, because I feel like I really want to get the holistic view of what you've learned and the things that you want to implement your athletes. Uh, positive reinforcement is something that a lot of coaches talk about with their athletes. How much do they do of it? Do they really like to talk about, you know, congratulations, good job, all that type of stuff. What have you learned is the best way? I, I, you know, everyone's different. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own way of things. But what have you learned is the best way to at least remark on someone's success or at least, you know, bring attention towards yeah well look i think people people enjoy being good at things you know like we all we all like doing things that we're good at and i think i think it's really interesting because um it's definitely in sports and with coaching and for athletes a lot of times we focus on trying to make our weaknesses stronger and i and i think that's that's something that's that's sort of fascinating to me because you know if we look at should we strengthen our strengths or strengthen our weaknesses obviously we're trying to do both but I think what people enjoy when it comes to positive reinforcement is getting better at things that they're good at or doing things that they're good at, you know, and uh, I would say within our team and for our, you know, coaching staff and for our style, um, you know, we, we sort of look at our team and our, our team would say that there's not one thing that, that anybody in our team is maxed out in. It's not like, oh, we've achieved a certain level in something and it's something else that's holding us back. Like we can get better at everything that we do, you know? So I think for us, it's like, you know, if somebody has a strength, let's help them make that better. And sure, we want to shore up weaknesses, but if we focus so much on an area that we're not so good at, um, that might not be that motivating. That might feel not feel great all the time. Um, and if we ignore the things that we're really good at, that we really enjoy, then we, then we might sort of, uh, you know, not have the best time. So I think that we, what we try to do is, is have people understand that everybody in our team's got different strengths. Everybody's got different weaknesses. And, uh, you know, if everybody can just be really good at some things on our team and, and sort of be 
be famous for those things around our team. Like, that's awesome. Like, just be like, what are you really good at? What do you bring to the team? Well, let's crush that, you know, and sure things that we're not so good at. Let's improve that. Absolutely. We don't want to ignore our weaknesses or ignore the things that we're not as good at. We absolutely want to get better. Um, but we don't want to get so focused on, because we can always find things that we need to improve. We can always find things that, uh, that we maybe are not doing as well as we'd like. And if we just get so obsessively focused on those, that's, that can be very negative. That can feel very negative. Um, and we can, you know, as athletes beat ourselves up for like, oh, I'm not as good at this as I want to be, or I didn't go as fast on this workout as I wanted to, or I didn't lift as much weight as I wanted to, or whatever the case is. And, you know, as a coach, I just want to help our athletes, like, you know, don't cry over spilt milk. If you're, if you're not where you want to be, if you have a workout and it's not as fast or you're not as fit as you want to be, it's, don't worry about it. It's over. Like, so what can you do next productively to change that? You know, and if we can get people focused on that, um, and then at the same time, what am I doing well? You know, if you're doing some things well, you know, don't ignore that either so that you feel good. Because um, I find that when athletes feel good um, that and they, they feel like they're doing some things well, then they're more invested in making those things better. So we try to try to just help everybody feel as good as they can when they're doing things well. I mean, we don't want to lie and and sugarcoat things and make it up. You know, if, if we're not going to tell someone they're doing a great job if they're not, certainly. Um, but when they are doing something really well, we want them to know it and feel really good about it. Well, so well stated there, Coach. I'm curious to know uh, if you've if you've seen a boost in extrinsic motivation pumped for the season, but you also see intrinsic motivation in your athletes on the erg or on the water, whatever it is. And on the side to that as well, your thoughts on the difference between being a teammate and then being that family, like almost like brotherhood, sisterhood type of uh, culture. Yeah, interesting. I think uh, you know, on in terms of the extrinsic, intrinsic motivation, obviously there's both. You know, we love having the big 10 championship to prepare for, you know, that's very motivating and it's super fun, you know, and we love being able to represent our university. So to be able to represent Rutgers university um, on a national stage um, within our sport, it's an awesome opportunity to be able to, to represent something that's so much bigger than any one of us individually. That's a, that's a, a super fun part about doing what we do. There's no question. There's no doubt. We embrace that. You know, we embrace that level of extrinsic motivation. You know, we, we, do we want to be on the podium at the, at the championship in May? Absolutely. Do we want to go to the NCAA championships? Do we want to hoist the trophy? Absolutely. Those things are super fun, you know, and, and they're, they're fun to, to be motivators. Um, but like I said, we also want people on our team that are intrinsically motivated. And we also want to grow that within our training culture and within our team of, we want to just have fun with the process. We want to have fun training on a daily basis. So um, like this morning, we, we want to have fun um, training. We're not trying to suffer through a workout. We're not just trying to survive to get through it as a means to an end um, because we're racing at the big 10 championship in May. We want to actually really enjoy the process with our team, with our teammates, sweating together, working together, giving high fives, cheering each other on, um, having fun together, struggling together at times, like it's all part of it. And it's, and it's, um, you know, so we want that to be intrinsically very, very motivating because that's what we do, what we do every single day. And yeah, to have some extrinsic stuff at the end of the season uh, or at various points throughout. Yeah. That's fun too. We embrace it. We love it. It's all good. Um, and when I think about the, you know, sort of, you know, the, the sort of continuum or uh, dichotomy, family, teammate, all those things. I think, look, we're, we're a team, you know, I mean, I, like, you know, I don't know if we need to 
you know, what we need to call it or whatever it is, but we're a team. We're coming together for a common purpose. People come from all different backgrounds on our team. They come from all over the country, from all over the world. Um, people, again, like I said, have different strengths, different weaknesses. It's awesome, you know, um, and we're here. There's a commonality of purpose in terms of why we're here. People are here at Rutgers to get a world-class education, to compete at a really high level, to challenge themselves as athletes, to challenge themselves as people, to try to create as much growth as possible. You know, so we all have that sort of commonality together. But like I said, people come from different places and they're going different directions. We have people studying all different things academically here. We have people that are going to take jobs in different places around the country and different places around the world. When they graduate, they're going to go on to do different careers. Uh, we embrace that as well. Um, so, again, I think that the bonds that are created through what we do here, the friendships, um, the experiences that people go through together, uh, it's fantastic. It's phenomenal. Um, you, you can't really find it. Any, they're not making the same uh, bonds and relationships in their chemistry class, you know, or in their, you know, English class or wh whatever the case may be. So it's, it's really something special. Um, I don't think we really focus too much on, you know, what, what the sort of... Uh, the differences or whatever, but it's just like, hey, everyone knows that they're part of our team and they're here to try to make our team and those around them better. Um, and one of the ways they can do that is by helping make themselves better. Um, and we all do it together. And our team knows that it's not a it's not a zero sum game. It's not like every day only some people get better and some people will get worse. Like if we're doing a good job, everybody can get better every day and so everybody understands that and so it's like hey we're we're uplifting each other we're working together we're feeding off the energy of the group i think you know one of the things coming back to the semester obviously it's way more fun um, when you're training with your teammates and you have your, your team alongside you um, you know the group dynamic the energy there's nothing like it uh, like we said it's electric in your room it's electric at the boathouse in the boat uh, in our weight room um, when we're together there's nothing like it. So we love being together. We love being a team. Um, and it's really fun to be part of something so much bigger than, than any one of us individually. Fantastic coach. Fantastic. Uh, someone mentioned to me before that there's, you know, motivation and there's discipline, you know, and you just talked about both, both sides of motivation, extrinsic and intrinsic. And for those who don't know, extrinsic is almost as if, you know, external motivation for those who get it from other, you know, their peers, and intrinsic, which comes within. So uh, in terms of discipline and motivation, do you see any differences between those two? Yeah, good question. I think, um, you know, I think that uh, I would say we, we're disciplined to do things that we're motivated to do, you know? So if we have a level of motivation or desire to do something, then we're probably going to figure out how to have the discipline to do that pretty quickly. Um, you know, if you want to get an A on an exam, uh, it's pretty clear what you need to do to do that. And so you might all of a sudden have the discipline to study for that, that exam. If you're, it depends on how motivated you are to get an A. You know, that's what's going to really determine that. Um, and I think if somebody's struggling for motivation, then they might struggle with the discipline side. So I think those two things are probably pretty closely intertwined. Uh, but again, the more we can intrinsically value the process of what we do every day, and I don't, you know, that can be sort of coach speak or, or cliche a little bit to talk about the the process. But um, I just want to make sure that for everybody in our program that we are actually enjoying uh, the bigger picture, the, the, the process um, and what that looks like. And it's like I said earlier, we're just trying to be, you know, ordinary people a lot of our days are very average but that's really fun you know we, if we only have fun on the great days that means statistically most days we're not going to be that fun uh, but we find a way to have 
our below average days be really, really fun. Um, obviously, we love them to all be perfect and all be great if we could choose. But we know that that's not realistic. And uh, if we're expecting that, we're going to be disappointed. So we just try to be as smart and uh, as aware as we can and uh, embrace the, the process. And um, I think that's kind of how we interact with with discipline is we know it takes what it takes to be successful. We're not going to be perfect. So let's just do the best job that we can and understand that we're highly capable. So doing the best that we can is a lot. Being an athlete at the university, you're a coach, right? But you have all these athletes. So what are some benefits of being a big 10 power, not now power for a conference school? It's crazy. Uh, what is that like for you as a coach to see it? And how does that all pan out with, uh, you know, athletes coming into the program and then getting them all ready with tutors and prior registration. And obviously I know scholarships are probably an opportunity as well because an NCAA sport. So please dive deep into all those topics if you can. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of why I'm here at Rutgers is the commitment to excellence and the commitment uh, to doing it all at this university at a really high level. I think that's obviously really important as a coach. You, you want an institution, you want an athletic department um, that wants to do things at a high level and is willing to support and do what it takes. And uh, again, that's very clear that, that we do that both within within our uh, institution here at Rutgers and then within our conference. And so we just feel really fortunate. I think that we want everybody within our program to be to uh, we, we love it. We appreciate it. All the support that we have and the things that we're afforded here um, in terms of some of the academic support, uh, in terms of the support we have athletically for our program. Um, and I think it's also really important to understand. Like obviously, you know, there's we have 24 sports at Rutgers and there's a lot of different sports. And as I tell our team, some teams are um, at, at their university. A lot of the things they're trying to do is sell out stadiums and sell out arenas. And, and that's a lot of what they're there to do. And our team is pretty clear. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to crush it in the classroom be great citizens of this university and make sure that we're competing as one of the top rowing programs in America. And, uh, you know, we certainly love that opportunity and uh, having, you know, all the support that we have from nutrition uh, to sports medicine, uh, to strength and conditioning, to academic support. Um, it's just been fantastic. And since I've been at Rutgers, um, there's, there's, you know, two brand new massive buildings. The Athletic Performance Center is one that houses our um, where our, our nutrition fueling uh, center is based, and uh, where our sports medicine uh, offices are located. Um, that that building is just a few years old, and then um, we have our, our academic success center that is phenomenal, and uh, you know, just first class facilities. These are um, that are as good as anywhere in the country, anywhere in the world. You know, so we're just really, really lucky to have world-class first-class facilities resources um, and what our team knows and what we know is we've got we've got everything we need like I said earlier we just need the right people and we need to do the right things that we are within our control every single day and uh, you know you're not going to hear any excuses from us of oh if only we had x then we would be successful or if only we had y then we would be successful we have everything we need we're very fortunate and we love it we enjoy it and um you know, we just want to make the most of it. The Big Ten's making moves, all I'm going to say. You know, adding all these different teams, these three powerhouse schools, part of the Pac-12. Uh, you know, they even got Wisconsin having their new entire you know athletic department has their own new uh, facility, like you were mentioning at Rutgers now. Like, there is a lot of advancements being a part of your conference. And I'm sure, you know, you and the other coaches are part of other sports teams at the university are super excited about. And I can't wait to see how this will all pan out uh, this year. You know, it's going to be great. So uh, the, the schedule for the this year, any big races? I mean, I don't believe you guys go ahead of the Charles, do you? 
No, we won't. We won't be going to the head of the Charles. Um, so yeah, our fall, we, we have a few scrimmages, um, that we do. And so we, we, it's fun again, we're geographically, we have so many teams that are close by. So, um, we'll do some, some local scrimmages here, um, with some, some division one universities that are within a couple hours of our campus, which is a lot of fun to just do some joint training sessions. So it's not just a one shot deal, one shot race. And so uh, we really enjoy those and they're very productive to help us get better. Uh, we learn a lot in doing them. Um, and then we'll go to the Princeton chase 30 minutes down the road. That's, that's kind of the, the sort of the biggest fall race or event that we, that we do uh, in the fall. And then in the spring, yeah, we have, have a great schedule ahead. I think one of the biggest uh, regular season events that we do every year is the big 10 invitational down in Sarasota. Um, so that's going to be fantastic. So there's 18 teams that will be there, all eight teams from the big 10. Uh, and then there'll be actually 10 guests that we'll have this year. So it'll be fun to see where that goes in the future, but that's something that we all look forward to. And Again, there's just a lot of pride within the conference. We want to do things at a really high level, including hosting uh, a big time regular season race with a lot of the top opponents from different conferences around the country, getting them together down in Florida. And then obviously the Big Ten championships on May 19th. That's our focus. So um, those are the biggest ones, but we have a lot of other other great races throughout the spring that will help prepare us for championship season in May. There is a topic I never asked a coach before, but I'm going to ask you. Everyone talks about the recruitment process that there's Coaches that talk. Coaches talk to one another all the time. And I think it's very interesting because this sport is such a small, tight-knit group. And there's not a lot of people really involved in it in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and looking at other sports, there's way more. And so our, it's just such a small sport. And, uh, you know, a lot of those Olympic sports, you know, there's water Olympic sports like water polo swimming. It's not that, you know, it's a lot of pool in it, uh, no pun intended. Uh, but there is something I, I feel like, how often do you talk to, like you mentioned, you just, you talk about, it, you have joint practices, but how often are you talking to these coaches from other teams? Uh, and even like in the recruitment process, talking to other schools that you know that those prospective student athletes are talking to in their own recruitment process as well, besides the university. Yeah, well, we certainly talk to, you know, talk to different coaches uh, around the conference, around the, around the country. Um, you know, again, it's a, like you said, it's a, it's a small tight knit community in rowing and, uh, you know, there's a lot of great people in it. So we love, we love being connected. Um, you know, we, we want to just continue to grow the profession, to grow the sport. Um, so that communication across coaching staffs and um, getting to know the fellow coaches that are uh, at the other schools that we're competing against is, I think it's important um, to help grow the sport. You know, so again, we can have races like the Big Ten Invitational. A lot of that comes through relationships that we have uh, with different coaches and um, being connected, you know, across the sport. Um, so I think that's important when it comes to recruiting. Obviously, you know, we recruit a lot of the same athletes, um, you know, and, and our athletes that, that we're looking at are looking at uh, different schools and different institutions in the recruiting process. You know, for us, we're just so focused on Rutgers and, and what we're looking for that we want to find um, in recruiting. Does somebody have what we're looking for and vice versa? Does Rutgers have what they're looking for? Uh, and if so, then then we get serious and talk about, all right, um, does this make sense? You know, um, but we 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 really don't get too too bogged down or, or too concerned or have too many conversations, you know, with the other coaches about, you know, their recruiting or what we're doing in recruiting. Um, we try to keep our keep our blinders on when it comes to that and and just totally focus on us so that we don't get distracted um, with what anybody else is doing. Now, when you're talking to athletes, you know, those, those high school coaches though, how often are you talking to those coaches about, 
you know, Coxon's it's again, coaches and Coxon relationship is very important. So that relationship is vital. And I'm just curious if you have deep talks with those coaches from those high school programs. Oh, the high school coaches. Yes, definitely. Absolutely. I think that there's no more valuable perspective um, in that process than, than talking to somebody's somebody's coach, you know, because you get to understand, um, again, their strengths and weaknesses. What are they like, you know, from their, that coach's perspective? Um, and then what, what has their journey been like? I think that's, what's really important for us is what have they observed? You know, what, what has that coach observed in terms of the trajectory that a student is on? Um, because again, we're so focused, it's easy in recruiting to focus on what's on somebody's resume, but that's all, as far as we're concerned, that's history. That's over. So it's not really that important. Like what, when somebody gets here, what they've done before is only important insofar as it informs what's going to happen next. You know, so um, that's what we look for when we're when we're talking to to high school coaches and um, whether that's on the phone or, or email or going to watch practices and, and riding along in the launch is we want to learn what they've observed, what they've seen. Um, and then we use that to inform where we think uh, somebody may be headed in the future. And then how we envision them and, and we have to do our evaluation on our end on where do we think they could go in our program, you know, and, and how much improvement can they make? What are they going to bring to the room when they come into our practice? Uh, how much growth will they create and what will they bring to their team? So really valuable to be able to talk to, to the high school coaches in that process. That's fantastic. A lot of coaches don't talk to the coaches at the high school program. They just kind of go based off, like you said, the metrics. And I don't know, I feel like there's more to an athlete than just metrics. There's a lot more, you know. Uh, and speaking about more than an athlete, you know, like mental health has been a big thing that a lot of athletes and coaches are talking about. How do you, you know, put that as a, if it is a priority to your, your program? Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. I mean, I, I say first off when it comes to, um, yeah, there's you, when you say there's more to somebody than, uh, than just metrics like that, that that's so true. And I think, um, and just to, to sort of touch on that with recruiting a little bit, um, you know, if, if if we think that we're going to to get recruiting right 100 percent of the time, um, we're just wrong. I mean, you, you look at the professional leagues in the NFL and uh, you know, how much money is spent and how many scouts are evaluating, doing interviews, talking to, you know, everybody in somebody's family and their, all of their coaches they've ever had before they spend a first round pick on a quarterback, for example, and guess what? They get it wrong sometimes and there's busts and and then it happens where all of a sudden somebody's undrafted uh, or they're drafted like, you know, in the fifth round or whatever Tom Brady was drafted in, and they go on to be the best quarterback of all time. So when I look to those sports and see that they can't get it right with the resources and the, the energy and the sort of human power that they're spending on it, I go, we have no chance to, if we think we're going to, to, to get it right in our evaluations and recruiting if they can't do it, we, we can't. So we just do the best that we can. And then we know that everybody's human, you know, and I think when it comes to the mental health aspect and and some of the other aspects of, uh, you know, what goes into being a human being, obviously that's what's important. You know, everybody's everybody's an individual. Everybody's a person, a human being more than they're an athlete. Um, and so that's a, a, an important part of their experience at Rutgers. Um, we want to support them, um, but we want to help, you know, people be successful, whatever they're doing. You know, we talked about the Big Ten, and that's a very big part of the university. It's the conference that manages everything realistically in terms of athletics. Tom Brady, Michigan guy, you know, Big Ten, you mentioned him. Uh, there's a lot of athletes that have come from that type of, you know, region in uh, America. Now it's going not just in like that side of the country. Now it's coming down the West Coast, which is unbelievable. Um, athletes are going to be coming from different parts of the world now. 
in countries and places and regions that are not familiar to your conference now, which is really, I think, going to be a great uh, introduction. At least I hope it will be to college athletics and specifically in rowing. Uh, from talking to other coaches, they have mentioned that it really isn't going to impact rowing at that level as it is other sports. Uh, a lot of you know athletes choose their university based on the location is a big one and where it is their families. Some people do. Um, I saw this one interview from one coach that was mentioning that you know there are a lot of athletes at our university that come here because they want their families to be able to come and watch see their games, which isn't really like rowing isn't the biggest uh, spectator sport. Uh, and I think Brian Volpenheim, if I'm not mistaken, mentioned that in his uh, little documentary that he had back when he was uh, on the Olympic team. But it's unbelievable. Like this sport is so interesting, and I'm just curious if if you think that this sport, uh, with all the conference realignment, is it going to change a lot? Yeah. Well, I, you know, obviously we don't have regular season schedules like they do in some of the other sports. Um, you know, volleyballs and soccer's and you know, basketballs and, and things like that. So when it comes to the impact, thankfully, on our student athletes, um, their academics and their travel schedules, I don't think it's going to be significant at all. I think that's great. Um, you know, we certainly, uh, you know, have a lot of athletes that that are from New Jersey that are able to see us race a lot. We're just, like I said, we're fortunate to be located in a part of the country where there's a lot of great bodies of water. We have a lot of great competitive opportunities within a couple of hours of campus. So I think for a lot of our, our student athletes in our program, that's a great benefit for them and their families. And it's definitely an attraction um, so that they can be able to go uh, to a big time school in the Big Ten without having to travel far from home. Um, that's fantastic. And and they love it and we embrace it. But I think, you know, what's going to help is just it just help notoriety and help with make the sport a little bit more global domestically and you know, literally internationally um, when it comes to the globe is the more resources we have um, in conferences like this, the more attractive it's going to be um, to great students from all over the country, across regions. And it's just going to continue to hopefully elevate the level and the standard within the sport, which will be great for everybody and for the opportunities that will continue to grow as they have um, in the last, you know, especially since rowing became an NCAA sport, the number of opportunities um, and the resources going into to women's rowing uh, has been phenomenal and it just continues to grow. Do you think the NCAA will still consist, like it will persist for a while? I think it's still going to be around. There was some talk about it not, not even being around much longer, given NIL and how big it's turned out to be. Yeah, if only I knew. If only I had a crystal ball to, to predict that. I, I really have no idea. I think it's definitely a, an interesting time uh, in, in college athletics in terms of what's happening um, with sports like football, especially. Um, I think that, the, you know, the, regardless of what happens, regardless what happens with the, sort of the, the landscape and uh, the governing bodies and conference realignment, I think that. Uh, intercollegiate athletics is part of the uh, university model, um, especially rowing, which is in a lot of ways the quintessential collegiate sport. You know, we we, we, we take students from on campus um, and, and teach them the sport. We recruit student athletes. So we really do it all. It's it's fantastic. Um, and then the history being the oldest intercollegiate sport. Um, so I think that the intercollegiate sports will continue to persist and be in a really strong position no matter what happens. But no idea what the the future years will, will bring when it comes to the the NCAA landscape. A lot of uncertainty. And I feel like that's what kind of builds the suspense within the, uh, rowing because there's so much to kind of. No one really knows what's going to happen. I think you can only control what you can control. And what I've learned from you this conversation, and I hope to talk to you a little bit. Longer, I don't take too much of your time. What I've learned from you is that 
you have a very open, optimistic mind and your uh, perspective and thoughts on coaching is different than many others, which I think sets your team apart from a lot of kind of negative and not the best like team culture environments to kind of have that toxicity. And I think it's great that you are implementing a very strong and supportive team culture within your program. Uh, to not only elevate the team, but elevate the athletes overall, you know, and I think uh, we talked about mental, emotional, and physical health in this podcast. So, I mean, I think it's a lot of, uh, a lot of great things happening. I'm really excited uh, for the team, you know, in the grand scheme of things, there's it's 2023, you know, in the next, let's say five years, do you think rowing is going to still be where it's at now? Or do you think it's only going, I mean, I think it is, it's kind of a weird question, but do you think rowing is still going to get even more attention, even more things that are happening, more media coverage? Because if I'm not going to lie, it's kind of lacking. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, let's hope that let's hope so. I think there's certainly no question that there's a lot of opportunity to grow. Uh, again, we're not maxed out as a sport. There's a lot more we can do. Um but whether that happens or not is going to be up to us, up to all of us, you know, and, and we have to continue to do a really good job. We have to continue to try to drive the standard higher, you know, and I think when I come to work every single day, I, I'm trying to figure out, you know, what we can do, what I can do, how I can help. Um, and I think if we continue to do that and, and be proactive and be innovative and be able to think outside the box, um, and make sure that we have a responsibility to do it because it won't just happen, you know, so we will get what we earn. You know, that's, that's something we say within our program uh, quite a bit. And I think the same thing is true for us as a sport, you know, and I think we shouldn't be afraid um, to go earn it. And so if we want more notoriety or we want to, uh, you know, elevate the game, then, well, let's go, let's go earn it. I think that people across the sport are doing a fantastic job. So I don't, I don't say that um, to, to point out uh, that we're not doing that because I think that we are. And I think that if you watch the elevation uh, of this sport, um over just the last 20 years is is readily apparent and it can the arrow continues to point up so i think that it's in motion in a great way but i also think that we can challenge ourselves to continue to elevate it and make that growth curve even steeper and i think it's important that we do that as things start to evolve and they're certainly doing that in other sports and they're doing it in all areas of the world in all industries and so um you know we're not afraid to adapt we're not afraid to innovate um, and we want to keep doing that to ensure that rowing continues to be in a really strong position and continues to get better in the years to come we got to hop on the train and get things moving man that's all i'm going to say there's a lot of room that we got to improve like you just mentioned i feel like if you know with more media coverage and more attention being brought to the sport in some regard there will be a better chance to keep this sport keep going. You know, we don't want to lose it. We don't want it to get overtaken by the other sports that it already is now. So there's a lot of room to improve. But I think that people who want to get this sport more attention and who want actually to get this sport to keep striving and being the best that it can be, uh, we'll, we'll see great things. You know, you are sponsored, at least the university is by Jersey Mike's. Love Jersey Mike's. It's great. Now, what is your go-to Jersey Mike's sub? Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I don't know. I don't even, you know what, our, uh, our, our director of operations, when we get, uh, you know, if we get Jersey Mike's, uh, you know, she takes care of, of ordering that. So I don't even, it's good. You know, we enjoy it. I don't even, I don't even know what my order would be, to be honest with you, but uh, they're a great partner with us at Rutgers. We certainly um, enjoy the support that they bring to the, to the whole department. The, our arena is Jersey Mike's arena that I'm sitting in right now. That's where our room is. So it's, a, it's just a great partnership. It's a great New Jersey company that we love. There's a lot of Jersey pride uh, around Rutgers. Uh, and around our and our, our home state. Um, so, yeah, we definitely appreciate that partnership. 
Because, I mean, you were on Jersey Mike, which I thought was a very interesting. They had a little uh, mic thing. It was, it was great, you know, play on words. But uh, I'm excited. I'm really excited for the university, at least for your program. I'm super pumped. And hopefully we can see some great things. And the last thing is, you know, this podcast is going to be airing in September of 2023. You know, come, you know, your championships. You come back, listen to this podcast, if you if you will. What do you want to least hope that you accomplish this year looking back? Yeah, well, the, the the main thing for us is that I I just want everybody on our team to get better. You know, I think that um, that's what we're focused on. You know, and and every athlete in our program is at a different place. You know, everybody um, they're they're not all in the same place, and so every individual um, we just want to help make sure they improve. Like that is that is my mission. That is our mission every single day is let's get better. And, uh, you know, that's the great thing about life and about our sport is nobody can play defense on us. Nobody can stop us. Um, we can we can get better. We can improve. Um, and we're going to just just have fun with that process and try to do that. And that's how we're going to evaluate success is, is how much better did we get? Um, did we get better uh, at the highest level that we could? You know, and obviously there's no way to know that. So let's just make sure that we're challenging that um, in terms of what our growth curve looks like. Like, and if we're doing that, then then I'm happy as a coach. And you know, I think if we do that, um, then we're going to be competitive, and we're going to be competitive in the races that we're in. We're going to be competitive at the Big Ten Championship and at the NCAA. So that's kind of how we we'll look look at it. Um, but I really want again for each one of our athletes to not determine their success based on somebody else on the planet. You know, so if if we need to finish a certain place relative to somebody else on this planet. We can't control that, you know, um, but we can control getting better relative to ourselves. And so our culture is about that. Our focus on a daily basis and on a yearly basis is about that. And that's how I will evaluate success for our team and how I want everybody within the program to evaluate their success. I'm pretty sure it's the quote is, if you can't compete, you can't compare. I think I might have stuttered. Maybe it's the right thing. I'm not too sure. But uh, college is about, you know, finding yourself, being independent. Uh, but how much of uh, at least... Uh, overlooking do you do with your athletes in terms of making sure like setting standards and we talked about that but uh going to get you know tutoring or going to get pt after workouts like this how much control at least if you want to call it that do you have when it comes to being the head coach of your program yeah well we definitely aren't aren't uh you know our athletes are in control of the of themselves you know and um you know we want to teach self-sufficiency and um you know teach people like we talked about earlier we, we teach people the characteristics and the skills that will make them successful not only in their rowing career not only in their academic career and their student life at rutgers university but beyond in their in their careers and in their personal lives forever and, and personal responsibility is really important and uh you know i want to make sure our athletes understand that and feel that as that they are responsible for their own success and um that's not a daunting thing that's a just an awesome opportunity um every day and so we we need to utilize the resources utilize the environment um but it's everyone's job on the team to, to take care of themselves to put themselves in a position to be successful to handle the challenges that may arise to handle the successes um so we want to provide a framework we want to provide a mentality um a sort of direction you know so as a sort of the leadership within the program um, from the coaching staff on down, we want to provide a, a sort of unified mentality, um, how we want to engage in a situation and evaluate and look at things. Um, but for each personal member of the team, how they interact with uh, you know their life on a daily basis and their responsibilities, it's very important to me and to our, our team that they know they're in charge of their success. They're in charge of what they do. Nobody's going to get it done for them. You know, so if they're not 
going to their tutoring, you know, it's not, they're not doing it because I'm looking over their shoulder. They're doing it because that's what will help them be successful. And that's the kind of person that they want to be uh, is to be successful, to be responsible, to be proactive. So our team does a great job with that. And uh, that's how our culture is built. Awesome. And how close are you with the families of these athletes? I asked, I asked uh, coach Dave this question too, and uh, others, but I'm just curious. Yeah, I think, it, I think it really varies. You know, I think for us, um, you know, I think each, each individual is different. Um, every family is different and it's different at different points in the process. I, I think we just want everyone to know, uh, obviously we want to share as much as we can, especially in the recruiting process. So that, the, um, that every student that we're recruiting this family, um, has the answers to all the information that they need, gets to know who we are, what we're doing, what it will take to be successful here at Rutgers. Um, and so we definitely want to be an open book from that standpoint. Um, we love having support from the families um, through our season, you know, when it comes to races. And we we have tremendous support. Uh, we're lucky enough to have a lot of our athletes that are relatively local, like I said. Um, so at, at a lot of our races, um, we just have fantastic support from the, the families of our student athletes. And they all have a ton of pride, uh, not only in what their daughters are doing, um, but in what we're doing uh, as a team and as a program. And I think that's been awesome. So we want to cultivate that. Uh, we want to embrace that. Um, and we want them to, to feel a, a ton of pride in everything that we accomplish, um, feeling like they're they're part of it um, as a family. I love that. I think family is very important when it comes to, you know, a lot of athletes are the way they are because of their families and how they were raised. So it's very important to bring those families into the discussion. Uh, last question, I promise you, is there a song or movie that best resembles Coach Justin Price? Wow, that's a good day. You know, so the other the other day we had our first team meeting and, uh, you know, we went around a room and, uh, you know, it's like, OK, what would what would your walkout song be for everybody? So that was kind of a, a fun one. But I was like, that's that's tough. You know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of pressure, you know. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if there was a you say song or, or movie. Yeah, I mean, like we're talking about you, like who you yeah. are. right? So, yeah, what is your song or movie? I mean, I know mine, but I'm curious to know yours. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, the embody, you know, who I am as a coach and, and a lot as a person, the movie without limits about Steve Prefontaine. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but uh, I think that's, a, that's a pretty good one that, that I always loved uh, as a competitor. Um, I think, you know, Steve Prefontaine was an awesome athlete and uh, sort of his life story um, and his story told in that movie. Um, it's a pretty good one. So I'm a, I'm a fan of that. All right, Coach. Well, we had it here today. Another episode of the Four Stars Podcast featuring head coach of Rutgers Women's Rowing, Coach Justin Price. I appreciate you, Coach. Go Scarlet Knights, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Hudson.